The Internet, the final frontier. Well, hello. Welcome to Boldly Going Nowhere. On today's episode, we have Kevin Smith's Mallrats 2 Pokemon Go and Artists vs. Politicians on Boldly Going Nowhere. And uh, we also have <laughs> a lot of other things. And it's, uh, it's my first time doing this intro, so go easy on me, okay? In the true boldly going nowhere fashion. I might take out that second loop. <laughs> oh, don't. Oh, no, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Uh, welcome to Boldly Going Nowhere. Podcast, ears, listen. Mm-hmm. That'd be a great t-shirt. Podcast, period. Ears, period. Listen, period. Podcast, ears, listen. I mean, that just cuts it down to what we want to, what you, we want mm-hmm. you to understand. Mm-hmm. It, it, it'll be like the new Eat, Pray, Love. <laughs> Yay! We did something. Oh, okay. I, I do like the song. Oh, thanks. Right? Thanks to Silent Old Mountains. They actually gave us permission to use this, so, you know, mm-hmm. I don't have to keep chasing around, you know, uh, the lead singer from Space Hog. <laughs> that shit got irritating after a couple months. <laughs> I'm not lying. It did. Ugh, it's awful. Anyway, so, uh, a lot of interesting things went down this week. I don't know about you guys, but uh, most, top on my list, personally, and I, Jordan, I know this might not interest you, but it's, it's a big deal for me, <laughs> but... I'm going to go ahead and yeah. say it. Kevin Smith decided to, uh, has announced now the mall he's filming at. Ooh. Thank you, Sean. My favorite, my favorite background music. There was a little Jersey flea. <laughs> oh, no. Anyway. Kevin but, uh, Smith. Interestingly enough, so the first Mall Rats was shot in uh, Minnesota. In Eden Prairie, huh. Minnesota. Interesting. Uh, it was supposedly supposed to be set in New Jersey, but that was the only mall that you know fit the sort of image they were looking for and would allow them to film there. Mm-hmm. Go figures. But so they announced today that they're filming in the Exton Square Mall in Exton, Pennsylvania, which is in Chester County, which is actually not that far from us. It's like maybe like an hour and a half, two hours, maybe. Hmm. I'm looking at Sean. You know. Visual reference in an audio podcast. He's just staring off into space. (laughs) (laughs) It's been like 10 years since I've been to Exton, um, but uh, that that was a road trip that we launched from uh, from my my old home in in the western panhandle, so I'm not sure I can... Without Google Maps, I can't really place how far along. I want to say it's like in between... I want to say it's like in the middle of the state, like near... uh, Like, it's not near any, like, big city. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. Is it like near, um, near was it Shyamalan country, pretty much? Yeah, I would say it's closer to Shyamalan country. Okay, I, I guess I just never considered Phil, uh, uh, Pennsylvania to be Shyamalan country, but uh, I think I think that's the entire Pennsylvania state. Well, like, it's it's yeah. it's not necessarily Amish country, but it's a lot of farmland. If memory if memory serves correctly, again, I could be totally talking out of my ass here, but. I text. I like. I immediately when I saw that, I tweeted. I was like, "Hey, Kevin, do you need extras? Will extra, extra, all the time, extra, so much extra." <laughs> Fucking love that movie, man. That's a great movie. It is. It is my favorite. It's my favorite Kevin Smith film. But you know, we've already had that discussion, so I won't. I won't bother. Mm-hmm. If, if you if you don't recall, I, I I enjoyed half of Chasing Amy. There you go. Yeah. Half of Chasing Amy, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> That's better than a quarter. Quarter chasing or none. <laughs> it's 
fair point. <laughs> I, uh, my, my, I think my favorite part about uh, that one was Black Rage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I did, I did like the Hooper X character. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, uh, uh, so great. Um, and, and then I read Batman the Widening Gyre. And then everything went to hell. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Uh, okay, so that's, that's I mean, that's really nothing more there. It's just they announced where they're shooting at. It's far. It's pretty close to us. We might actually be able to go see them shoot. Oh, sweet. Fingers crossed. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Um, also, they announced today uh, Pokemon Go. And now, pray tell, what is Pokemon Go? Well, Pokemon Go is going to be the new mobile platform game, of basically the new mobile platform for Pokemon. Like you're being able to play it on your smartphone. And, About time. Right. Well, I think there were emulators that you could download and play the original Pokemon. That's not, it wasn't, wasn't from, you know, the Pokemon people. So. No, 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 no. It was not, it was not from the peoples. Mm-hmm. I'm afraid I don't remember the name of the developers of Pokemon, but they did recently give us Tembo the Badass Elephant. I believe... Which was just an E E for Everyone rated game. Apparently uh, apparently badasses are now E for Everyone. Mm, Nice. Uh, Um, I was was glad to learn that. Well, if memory serves correctly, now it's now they're just called the Pokemon Company. I don't. I think they've changed their name over from whatever they were originally. Okay. (sighs) See, this is where we need Rocky. Yeah, what, what, where, where is it? Where is he? By the way, he's hanging out with a friend who came in from Wisconsin or Idaho or whatever. Oh, well, it's very important to introduce the uh, country people to the city. Uh, I'm not sure I've heard Wisconsin and Idaho mentioned simultaneously before. There's it's cheese and potatoes. You think they would be? Able, they, you think they would be mashed together more? <laughs> Pun intended. <laughs> anyway, so uh, no, but apparently it's a mobile game. It's gonna be uh, it's collaboration between Nintendo and uh, Niantic, which is the formal Google subsidiary behind the Ingress augmented reality game. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys heard about that. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the idea is is that you're going to be able to find virtual Pokemon and do battle in the real world. And I they've stated that they're going to, it seems like it's going to utilize your uh, your maps function on your phone. Just like as you walk along, mm-hmm. you're obviously That's a plugged scary. into a GPS. Well, I mean, a well, lot it, of apps it, 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 utilize it, it, your. Location. I can see a lot of car crashes happening. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I got hit. Oh, oh, I was I'm, trying I, to go I'm, for a Charizard. Sorry. I actually had a game on the Vita, which again, I that, that may, now that I'm bringing up the PlayStation Vita, I also wish Rocky were here, but uh, uh, it was called Ecolibrium. Ecolibrium. Yes, yeah, so it was basically like you remember Sim Earth. Yeah, yeah. It's basically that. And uh, and um, if you didn't want to uh, to breed new weird ass animals to fill to fill your weird ass science fiction uh, game preserve, you could find them naturally appearing on on, on our world. Sounds uh, like it, spore, kind of. Uh, well, 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 again, because it's a it's a mobile platform and it has um, you know a Wi-Fi capability. Uh, so like every week or so, um, several several random points across you know, across the entire world were designated as free animal zones. If you just happen to be nearby, then nice. you get them. Well, interestingly enough, not only are they developing this for mobile platforms, but they're also developing a companion smartwatch device called Pokemon Go Plus. Ooh. And it's supposed to help you in the game world. You don't have to stare at your phone all day. What will happen is it's a Pokeball-shaped watch. And what'll happen is anytime you're near a Pokemon in the real world, I'm doing air quotes, visual reference in an audio pod. I, I, I can confirm that he performed air, the air quote yeah. uh, 
sarcastic finger signature yeah. there. The idea is that if you're near a virtual Pokemon in the real world, your Poke Watch will vibrate and light <laughs> up, signifying that you're near that you need to look at your fucking phone. Well, I, I do suppose that we're going to need to, that we as a species will need to get creative to uh, to come up with 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 uh, legitimate reasons to wear watches in this day and age. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. It's like it's apparently going to be available for iOS and Android. So, I I think we, watches should come back. Honestly, it's, well, you got it's the something. Apple, you got the Apple iWatch. Well, I mean, mm-hmm. like, but, I mean, but, but Apple but, Watch, whatever mm-hmm. the fuck it's called. You know, yeah. affordable watches should come back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I got mine. Uh, it was like uh, twenty five dollars. Um, see, that's a four. So, you know, silver, see? silver chain, you know, um, see, Jordan, analog face. Jordan's way ahead of the the uh, fashion curve here. Mm-hmm. Right? I've always worn. I, I've always worn. Um, this uh, the survival watch that I had back in my Boy Scouting days, and uh, it after 15 years, it, it no longer survived. So I ended up um, actually, actually I'm sorry, let me scratch that. Like after 25 years, it, it died, and so I decided to just get you know I I feel naked without a watch, even though I'm pretty sure even you, Colin, have, have asked me in, uh, in the past why do I bother wearing watches when I have a cell phone, which you know automatically updates its clock to uh, the Greenwich Observatory like every day. I think. I didn't mean. I, it. I don't. I think when I asked, I didn't mean it in a mean way. If that's how it came off, I apologize. Uh, but no, no, I'm just saying. Like, you know, lots of people have asked me that. Oh yeah, I mean, it's honestly, I, I, thinking about it, I think Jordan. I, I mean, I think you're like the only person I know who still wears a watch. Probably. But hey, you know what time it is, and then yeah, you don't, you don't have to I, ask I, me. I, I, I can't stand jewelry. I don't. I, I would probably never wear rings or you know necklaces or earrings right. or anything like that. But I. I feel naked without a watch not that's perfectly i mean that's a perfect uh, yeah i might point. start wearing a watch again i don't know I guess, yeah. like i don't really work i mean i work around electronics but i don't like it's not it's not something that would you know be damaging yeah it's not like, yeah whatever happened with watches why do they cell both? phones well i mean i know cell phones but here's the thing and, and, and then of course and like samsung and other cell phone companies decided to make watches that are also phones because we all grew up with reading dick tracy right yeah <laughs> I, I mean I, I'm a fan of Duck Twicey, but that's me. <laughs> Looney Tunes. Oh God. Yeah, remember, remember last year when Dick Tracy crossed over with Funky Winter, uh, Winker Bean? In, uh, in, hey uh, kids, remember him? And, and, <laughs> hey and, kids. And, 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 and the result was even more depressing you could possibly imagine. Yeah, I, I believe it. Oh I mean, like gosh. Dick Tracy, you could still pull the noir effect <laughs> off and still make it enjoyable, but Funky Winkerbean, well, come on, and man. Funky Winkerbean is is a is a you know basically a desolate wasteland of of uh, of dire misery. So yeah. like, you why? think it would work, but no, it, it really didn't. Oh, okay. You know what? This isn't on the list of what we were talking about, but I feel like I need to bring this up. Right. Who here has ever read Bloom County? Me. Oh, yeah. Did you know it came back? Uh, no, I had not. Bloom County came back. Bloom County has been back. Like he's not releasing it. In paper, in newspapers, he's basically he has his own Facebook page. Web comic? He no, he just releases it on Facebook. He draws it every day, and releases it via Facebook. He needs to come to SPX. <laughs> I would, I would personally, I would love to interview Berkeley Griffin. I don't know about you guys. I, I, would. I would love to, mm-hmm. but I grew up with his. I love so, his so it's pronounced breathed and not breathed, huh? I don't know. Yeah, I, I always pronounce it breathed. I don't know. I have never asked. I, I've never asked. I've never asked anybody who would know. I had to look up the Wikipedia and just see the phonetic pronunciation. But no, but here's the great thing about it, right? So this, so obviously those who read Bloom County, all right, so it was Bloom County, then Outland, then Opus, and then Opus ended, and that was the end of his newspaper run. I think. No, no, it is, Mm -hmm. it is. But here's the thing, right? So when 
Opus ended, Opus, the entire stretch of the, of the run of that comic, it was basically Opus went to Antarctica, came back to the United States, came back to the United States, and then it was him trying to readjust into 21st century society. Right? Here's the thing, though. Bloom County 2015 makes it so that he fell asleep at the end of Bloom County in 1989 and woke up 25 years later. That's how the first, that's how the first panel starts. So they basically are writing off Outland and, mm. and Opus, which I'm like, mm. I'm honestly so not... So it's a- like the Jurassic uh, World of, uh, of the comic strips. Yeah, I'd go with that. <laughs> it's the Jurassic World of comic strips. Oh, but man. I mean, it's nice to see him actually working again because remember, Bill Watterson came out and did Pearls from, uh, Pearls Before Swine for like three strips. Yeah, mm-hmm. and everyone lost their shit because they thought he was coming back, and he's like, "No, I'm just doing this, and that's it. Bye." <laughs> it's like all the great comic artists are just like, "I'll do this for a while, and then I'll just stop doing it." <laughs> well, I think I, I think I understand why he's doing it via Facebook because now he doesn't have to deal with publishers. Yeah, he can yeah, do it. Yeah, I can't imagine how, how how hard it would be to be a syndicated comic uh, you know, creator in this day and age. I yeah. mean, yeah. It, well, now it'd be a lot easier because now you can email. And you know, when he was doing, I remember reading like the Ford in one of those like big anthology books that he did, and he was like, the biggest problem was I'd draw it and then I'd literally have to run to the FedEx <laughs> and get it in before midnight so it would go out that same night. You know, and it was just like it was a pain in the ass, which is why I wanted to switch to a digital format as soon as possible. And did you know he was? You know, he was behind Mars Needs Moms. Um. Yeah, I, I think I, I did uh, hear that. Right. I didn't um, know that. I. I I'm, I'm sure he would have rather that, that we not the uh, you know inform our audience that. But uh, sorry. <laughs> did you know he was no, behind no, that was... really shitty movie? No, sorry, no, 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 uh, no. Wait, I remember now. No, it was, it was based on a book. Yeah, it was, it was his, book. his book. It was his book. But I think, yeah, he wasn't behind the actual movie. He was behind the book that the movie is based on. Okay. Okay. Anyway, so, go on. Sorry, sorry I went off topic, but honestly, I thought that bared mentioning just because I've been reading it Mm -hmm. every freaking day because he updates every day without fail, which is awesome. 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 It's awesome. (laughs) Anyway, so X-Files is coming back. Sweet. I'll get the music home. Okay, thank you. Mm. I, I can only imagine the first episode will begin with uh, David Duchovny waking up after sleeping for 20 years. Uh, <laughs> I honestly could believe that, though. Yeah, because right. they, they make that work somehow. Yeah, because like, is the cigarette smoking man still alive? Got me. Um, uh, you, do you think you're going to address those other two people that were in the last season in, in place of Mulder and Scully? I think one of, uh, what was it, Annabeth Gish? Mm-hmm. Is Monica Reyes? She's coming back. Okay, good for her. Yeah. Yay! Well, actually, the interesting thing—the thing that interests <laughs> me the most—is that this is actually getting premiered at New York Comic Con. They're apparently having this giant panel, and it's—oh, I'm sorry—they're they're showing the episode, and it's a Q and A panel with Chris Carter, David Duchovny, and well, come on, uh, Johnny is going to be moderating. But anyway. nice. Yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, what was it? Oh Jesus! Uh, apparently, yeah, it's it's going to premiere on television on January twenty fourth. Okay. So basically, you go to New York Comic Con, you get to see the first episode like three months in advance. That's a pretty sweet deal. That's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. But you also have to contend with the Comic Con crowd, so good luck with that. <laughs> nope. It's probably it's going to be like Hall H and just packed and sweaty and Ugh. excitement. Uh, st- I just. I, 
It's a pretty fat mm. beat. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember this. Um, I, 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 full I, version. I, I just noticed that. Oh. So, so you're you're streaming live from YouTube right now. Yeah. I, I remember years ago, uh, one of my subs on YouTube was doing a, a let's play of the inexorable um, PlayStation One uh, X Files full motion uh, full motion video game. Yeah. Remember that? Oh, and back then he said that uh, that he, he he tried this before and it was immediately yanked down because uh, because the he included the the theme song and YouTube couldn't allow that. So he so the second time he and his friends basically did a, a acapella beatbox version of it. And so I, 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 I swear and, 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 and that okay uh, and, and yeah that, that video game was so uh, it was, 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 was so bland and forgettable that that's literally the, the beatbox version is the only thing I remember from that whole enterprise. Now that I think but, about it, like it's like it's party. Wasn't David Duchovny in like the remake version of Area Fifty One? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, he, no, he was. I was you, like, wait, wait, do you mean Area? Do you mean Area Fifty One, the video game, or? Yeah. Like, does anybody you remember the old arcade cabinet Area Fifty One, right? Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, they actually did a console release of it, God, uh, five, ten years ago. Mm. Duchovny was one of the voice actors in it. <laughs> really? Apparently, it wasn't great because no one remembers it. Hey, hey, Colin, I know the guy who works here. It's a great party, great room. <laughs> you know what? Now that I hear this music, I'm thinking about lines from <laughs> Evolution. Remember that movie? Well, was... Evolution with David Duchovny. Yeah. yeah. Here, yeah. Like, here, turn, turn it back up. Okay. Class. I know these look like mushrooms, but please refrain from eating them. Great party. I said refrain from eating them. Um, They're so good. I, I've seen this nightclub, the black dude dies first. <laughs> okay. That's That's good. That's good. All right. So, oh, man. No, I just... I didn't realize that X-Files was, like, a popular franchise to bring back. I thought, I thought more than anything they were going to bring back Firefly before they bring back X-Files. Uh, I don't know. Um, I imagine the overhead's probably less on X-Files. Yeah, they only occasionally need, like, a rubber monster. And... That's true. <laughs> Do you guys remember, uh, what was it, the smoking gun? The, uh, the, the, um, was it the smoking gun or was it something else? The lone gunman? Thank you. The Lone Gunman. Thank you. Yeah, I remember. Space. I remember their 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 show. Um, yeah, their, their I remember, of course, that their pilot episode was basically 9/11, like nine nine, month, nine months before 9/11 happened. Yeah. And then they, then Fox realized how awkward that was and decided not to renew for second season. I don't even remember. I I think they only did like what the first episode and then that was it. Oh uh, no no! I remember seeing like five or so. I remember, I remember watching that show and like legitimately enjoying it, mm-hmm. and it kind of makes me sad that it's just. <sighs> Come on, Fox. I don't know. I was only, I was only tangentially interested in the X Files the original, initial one. Actually, I'd say, I'd say that my fa- my favorite uh, extension of the X Files machine, the pinball table. That was a freaking awesome pinball machine. Mm-hmm. Is it just me or <laughs> when I watch Paul? I sort of get an X file. They're, they're trying to parody X Files sort of vibe from yeah, it. Yeah, I, I, I get that. I get that vibe too. Yeah. yeah like uh, uh, Jason Bateman's character's trying to be like all serious, but he's still got that sort of humor edge to him, like mm-hmm. Fox Mulder. Except he's not crazy, obviously. But you know. Mm-hmm. Well, I think we should probably uh, take a break mm-hmm. and then come back with uh, more Bully Going Nowhere and Artists versus Politicians. Oh, goody. Yeah, that that should be fun. I got a good music bed for it. Oh, good. As soon as I pull up the commercial here. <laughs> Tactical difficulties. 
Today's show is brought to you by Castwave Studios' Amazon page. Save up to 50% on your favorite music, movies, and more by going to castwavestudios.com slash Amazon. Help this show and save money at the same time. Bookmark and click through today at castwavestudios.com slash Amazon. Wow, that was great. Mm-hmm. Was, wasn't it? So, all right. Talking oh, about okay. politics. <laughs> oh, nice. You give me background music. Nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... I don't know about you guys, but politicians this week have just been dropping the ball when it comes to, you know, appropriate permissions to utilize music in a public forum. I know. It's crazy. Well, I'm, I'm sure Kim Davis has been trying to get a hold of, of the guy from Survivor for like five years, and he, he, just, he just never calls her back. I know how she feels. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, for those of you who weren't aware of this, Kim Davis... God, I don't want to talk about this. Okay, (laughs) so Kim Davis is a Kentucky clerk who has basically refused to grant marriage licenses to homosexual couples. Nothing is surprising about that sentence. And actually heterosexual couples, too, interestingly enough. Nothing surprising about that sentence. You mentioned Kentucky, then you mentioned, you know, the thing. Actually, you'd be surprised, but like, gay marriage is legal in Kentucky, and only hmm. three counties are only three counties are not issuing marriage licenses. Hmm. Interestingly enough, Kim Davis is just probably the more vocal of the three that are refusing to do it. Right. Well, long story short, Kim Davis got arrested, put in prison, and she just got out this week, like two or three days. I want to say two days ago. Mm-hmm. Well. When she got out, they just apparently decided, you know what would be a great song to play when she comes up on stage? We're going to play Eye of the Tiger by Survivor. Just because, you know, because goddammit, this is America, and if America knows anything, it's the Eye of the fucking Tiger. I would pull up the song, but I, yeah, I rather, please, I rather please stick. Don't. I don't want to get sued. I rather stick with you know John Philip Sousa. Yeah, yeah, he's dead. So, I can't. We can't be sued so, by him. Uh, so I'm guessing Apollo Creed now stands for um, uh, uh, for equal marriage rights in, in, in this analogy. <laughs> I, I would hope. It's, um, yeah, he, he's telling, he's teaching Rocky all about you know equal marriage rights. Right, and you know, at the end, Rocky officiates. Wait, that, 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 that was in, no, actually, <laughs> no. I'm sorry, that was, that was from Rocky Three. So actually, it would be Mr. T who stands for that. Hmm. My, my mistake. Oh, I ain't got time for this jibba jabba. <laughs> I got dabble to jibba jabba. Well, no, they actually used it in. They used it in the first couple minutes of Rocky Four. So you are correct. Okay. Yeah, but in the state now, and it pity you, fool, and you, male fool. Well, interestingly, yeah, right. <laughs> so the thing that's interesting about this is like, because everyone was just like, okay, why are you playing this music? She was only in prison for like four days. And that's because she broke the law. Okay. I mean, most of the most of the Kim Davis supporters have been screaming, ah, oh, she's, she's having her rights held against. I'm like, no. If she had... She was no- trying to force her... her- she was trying to force her opinion to take, on take, someone else. Take rights away from other people. Yeah. Right, no, and here's the thing, right? I actually, for almost a week and a half, I had this whole blog post, like, set up and ready to go. And then I was finally just like, I'm not going to troll a troll, because I'm just going to lose time and energy. And I'm not going to get any, I'm not going to get any, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm just sad catharsis. she's... Catharsis. I'm not going to get anything mm-hmm. catharsis out I'm just there. sad she's getting press. That's, yeah, a, that's the thing. 
But so interestingly enough, so they bring her up on stage, they play the song, and it comes out in the news that Survivor, the band who did Eye of the Tiger, is super fucking pissed about it. <laughs> it's 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 pretty it's pretty funny. I got to admit. So uh, the uh, what is here? So so Jim Pederick, the guy who co-wrote the, uh, the Eye of the Tiger. He uh, pulled up on Twitter, I have not authorized the use of Eye of the Tiger for use by Kim Davis, and my publisher will be issuing a cease and desist order. This does not reflect my views. Apparently he was, like, on CNN saying he was just fucking gobsmacked at the fact that anyone thought that was okay. <laughs> Here's the thing, Mike Huckabee was there. I was like, dude, aren't you, like, a presidential candidate? You should, like, know better. And then I heard that Donald Trump was doing the exact same thing. I was like, oh, I guess you politicians don't know any better. And what songs did, did, uh, did, did Trump uh, hitch his wagon to? Well, apparently, well, right now, Trump is going with It's the End of the World as We Know It by, by R.E.M., which uh-huh. I'm like, um, could you, <laughs> did you take more than five minutes to think about that? And then apparently the reason why he's using it is because he has, a, he's, very much against the Iran deal. And honestly, I don't know enough about the Iran deal to even pretend like I can to pretend to do a blurb on it. So all I know is they have nuclear, they have nuclear material. They don't want turned into weapons. So we're like, Hey, don't do that. Yeah. Sanction, Mm -hmm. sanction, that sort of thing. I know I just said I wasn't going to do it, but I just did it. (laughs) Whoops. Anyway, so apparently Donald Trump is totally against this deal, calling it the worst deal he has ever seen in his life. And the worst. This is coming from Donald Trump. This is a man who is like seriously filed for bankruptcy like four times. He's such an idiot. <laughs> I hate him. The hate is such a strong word. I'm sorry. I dis I dislike the man because. How is he the number one front runner in the Republican Party? Because he talks the loudest. Most Ugh. most of these candidates, um, I think the smartest president that you'll get won't will be very, um, it'll be very reclusive and like kind of hold back uh, what they have to say. Like Jimmy Carter is like a great instance in that case, where he you know he he he's a, well, he's one of the smartest presidents that we had. But did you really do anything? Not really. So uh, well, he got attacked by that rabbit that one time. There we go. <laughs> Sadly, that's if probably the most positive thing that anyone ever remembers about well, him. To, to be fair, yeah, and peanuts. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say to be fair, and the one Simpsons episode where where his where people said, <laughs> said he was the world's humanity. greatest uh, monster to his statue. I like the one whose habitats for humanity. Two interesting was... things about Jimmy Carter. I want to say this much before I move on. When I go back to Trump, interesting point. Jimmy Carter actually worked on a nuclear submarine, and actually stopped the core from overloading and almost killing like. Uh, yeah, Navy servicemen, which I'm like, why the hell did you not talk about that? See, that would have totally won you the election. Forget see, politics. See, like, and like Trump versus versus, versus Trump. If he if he drove by a nuclear power plant, he would said that. <laughs> oh man, like, but here and like, here's where my mind goes. It's like, hey, um, Three Mile Island, why didn't you go in there and fix it? I I think the best best at least um, kind of repertoire or like kind of satire on trump 
would have been Stephen Colbert's at, at when his his first night being a late late yeah. show host. Oh, because that just happened. That just happened. There's well, was a, it last night? Yeah, it, last like night. he's sitting there, he's eating Oreos, mm-hmm. and he keeps on like each each Oreo he eats is another clip of uh, Donald Trump being stupid, and mm-hmm. he goes, "I can't help it. It's they're so good. Oh, maybe I just can't uh, have one. <laughs> just can't mm-hmm. have one. Well. <laughs> he just keeps mm-hmm. on playing clips until he like oh, it's dumps the entire." Uh, Oreo mm-hmm. bag on top. No, and I'm not and I'm not gonna lie, it's <laughs> it's so great. I like, was like, that's a perfect point about mm-hmm. Trump. It's like it's it's real, you know, sweet and going down, mm-hmm. but like Ugh. you know it's, So who uh, who here remembers that uh, Donald Trump uh, actually starred in a erotic thriller with Bo Derek? What what? Back in the late eighties called Ghosts Can't Do It. Uh, I don't remember that, but thank you, because I just threw up in my mouth a little bit. Okay. Oh jeez! That comb over. Has right. he never not had that comb over? <laughs> I um, remember. No, I remember looking at pictures of him in the 1980s, and he still had that fucked up hair. Yeah, he, he's ugh, ugh. But here's the great thing, right? So REM finds out about it, and well, I'm gonna say this much. And, and, and considering that that, that uh, the people in REM are like all soybean farmers now and such, yeah. and you think they'd be off the grid, but no, nope. <laughs> nope. Well, we're, we're coming back out for this one, guys. Oh no, dude. We need seriously. other. We need more land for the soybean farm. So Michael Stipe, right? Michael <laughs> Stipe, bald front, bald headed front man of uh, yeah. REM. This is my favorite. This is my favorite dude. tweet of all day today. Monsanto will go down, man. Right. Go fuck yourself, a lot of you. You sad, attention-grabbing, power-hungry little men. Do not use our music or my voice for your moronic charade of a campaign. That was Michael Stipe today. Yep. I yep. was like, damn, man. Yep. Shit. I mean, I, mean I, couldn't say, I couldn't have said it better myself, but I mean, yeah. Wait, blast, there's an earthquake. Well, so REM actually, the band actually had to put out a more uh, PC discussion on their facebook page which is while we do not authorize or condone the use of our music at these political events and do not ask that these candidates cease and desist from doing so let us remember that the most important thing about rem is that people enjoy our music (laughs) i'm paraphrasing of course but it's just that that like literally was it i was just like so basically you went from fuck you donald trump to a at least hey at least people still like us yeah That's me in the corner. That's me losing my religion. You know what? That's that's the thing that weirds me out, though. I hear Donald Trump in my mind. I don't think he, REM. I well, figured he would have picked something like I Sinatra hope, or something. I really hope someone mm-hmm. takes all the audio from Donald Trump and makes uh, the end of your world as you know it, like, word for word. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's someone yes. who can clip all, that together. All Brian Williams style. Oh, Jesus. That would be awesome. Because <laughs> you do, be I mean. The best. <laughs> and just replace whatever you can't find with terrific or fantastic. Or oh, you're fired. Oh, you're fired. <laughs> All right, so uh, you think it's time for some, some tweets? Uh, yes, uh, I'm going to need to borrow your phone, though, because mine just died. Oh, no. Oh, no. We're in the woods now. It's birds and everything. I'm scared. I'm scared, or Dave. send us... A tweet. Okay. Damn it. <laughs> and then, I now, like this is a oh, Twitter Jesus. segment. So I have to pull up Twitter. Apparently, you're, you're, should, should, should it I, just should, it just should, shut off. It, it just shut off. Should, on should me. I go with my segment to uh, to you know, spackle what, yeah, over well, this? No, that's right here. You, oh, you, all you all you have to do is search. You know, probably right. nihilist Arby's. I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what I'm going to start with. <laughs> that's not what I'm sticking with. Jesus. <laughs> now it's time for nihilist Arby's. 
curly fries of doom. Ugh. You know, funnily enough, I got to admit, I'm loving the idea of doing the Nihilist Arby's tweets mm-hmm. as Immortan Joe. See, I, now, I, now that you've heard the voice, it's just basically like old Bane. It really is. It it's really old crotchety is. Bane. It, it is. AARP Bane. <laughs> That's what we should call him, AARP Bane. I get 30% of my glasses. All right, hang on. Spoiler alert. You will die soon, and your flesh will spoil. Enjoy Arby's. <laughs> mm. That would seem kind of weak to me, actually. All right, well, hang on. I'll, find, I'll try and find a good one. Well, of, of, of course, you kind of have to back away from the mic because he, he, that's a kind of yelling. Sorry about that. That's all right. No, you didn't clip anything. But... All right, hang on. <laughs> okay, here we go, here we go. All right, I'm going to do these two in a row and then just start. And the weekend has begun. Enjoy your last quickly dwindling moments on this earth. Being happy is free. Please enjoy hobbies. All right, one more, one more Nihilist Arby's, but then I'm going to go on to some other funny shit I found. Oh, okay, okay. All right. Sergio, I need an eight ball, man. The bugs are on me. I swear I'm good for it, bro. Don't fuck me like this, dude. I mean, <laughs> eh, eat it, Arby's. <laughs> okay, that, that, that tried to mix it up a bit. I, I feel like the, the difficulty of nihilism is, uh, is just kind of one note, isn't it? It is, and see... And that's why I went to some other... So, interestingly enough, I'm scrolling through Nihilist Arby's because, again, trying to find some new do you, ones. Do you want me to put in one of my voices and see if it, see if it works with something else? Like, I, It's not the voice I'm, I'm, I'm concerned he's about. Say, he's it's, saying that this, the, the idea yeah, of Nihilist yeah. Arby's just uh, gets old after a while, it's, which is understandable. These yeah. are the points, that nothing matters and you're going to die. There's yeah. only so many ways you can say that. Yeah, before it gets old. I get you. No, I get you. Which is interestingly enough, so... The reason why I, I bring up Nihilist Arby's is because I'm scrolling through the Nihilist Arby's Twitter feed, right? And it gives me options for who else to follow that I might mm-hmm. be interested in following. Kim Kierkegaard Dashian. I swear to Christ, this is true. I click on it, and it's the philosophy of Sword Kierkegaard matched with the tweets and observations of Kim Kardashian. Now, I'm scrolling through this, and some of them are interesting, like... Uh, on the yacht in St. Barth's, realizing we are deceived by the joys in life and by sorrows. I'm eh. just like, that's... I'm, eh. I'm, I'm reading through this, and I'm like, it this is, is kind of mad. It has been admittedly a long time since my philosophy 101 class. Yeah. <laughs> right, so I was just like, I, I'm not really digging... I'm not really digging the... Digging the uh, We're all just in the wind, man. Dash in. But then the I'm flipping... I'm scrolling through that one, right. and I come upon Kantier West... Which is Immanuel Kant, the the 18th century Enlightenment philosopher, with and we meld that philosophy with Kanye West tweets. Oh yes. I, I think this might do better, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and try and find a good one for you. Okay, here we go. Uh, so I guess the question is, should I do this in uh like 17th century old man voice, or should I do it in like Kanye voice? I think you should do it. In... Listen to your heart. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. All right. All right. Right, I'm going to go with Kanye voice, all right? How do you know what a 17th century man sounds like? I just do an old man. Just an old man. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know how, if that's what it sounds like. I, tried I, to would, it. I would say he sounded like this. Yeah, there you go. Something like yes. that. Yes. But honestly, I'm, I'm reading this, and it's just like, there's no way that antiquated schemata is getting in my pimped out impala. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. See? Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
there's one. Okay, hang on. Let me see if I can find it. I'm sorry. I'm just taken back by your... Okay. It doesn't really matter what you say in that voice. I'm just... Well, I'm trying to do the one from South Park. You know what I mean? <laughs> He's a gay fish. Yeah. Why is everyone calling me a gay fish? I am not gay, nor am I a fish. Do you like fish sticks? <laughs> right, yeah. So, so I scrolled down a few more. Whoever said that mankind was bound by the limits of one's own reason ain't ever sipped champagne on a plane whilst arguing with T-Pain. All right. Now, read one in the Harry Carey voice, and I'll probably... Let's see if that works. Okay. Okay. Hi! I'll be running for your president of your rationality. Hashtag immediately. Go Cubs! That's, that's better. All right. Do so you just want me to do a Harry Carey voice? Harry yeah, Carey voice? Uh, that sounds better. All right, all right, all right. Uh, what do you oh, think, here. Jordan? <laughs> Seems like he doesn't have <laughs> Okay, okay, yeah. My thesis will smash your speakers to a million dogmatic pieces. My golden rule, your rags to riches where one good girl's worth a thousand bitches. <laughs> All right. Okay, I'm definitely saving this one. This is definitely one I'll do All right, for is now. this the last one? No, 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 I think, I think we'll go with that. Unless you got one you want to talk about. Oh, wait, yo, who needs a Grammy when you have a schemata for days and a maxim that pays? And, and, and on that note, George Bush doesn't. Us. Okay. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. What were you saying? Um, I'm pretty much mashing together the only quotes I know of from both Kanye West and Emmanuel Kant, which is George Bush doesn't care about the ends justifying the means. <laughs> I swear to God, if I if I go back to the beginning and that is his first tweet, I'm going to lose my shit. Mm. Hang on. I, w- I want to see if that's all right. No. Okay. No, it's not. No, the, f- the first tweet is, Thoughts without content are empty. Intuitions without concepts are blind. Fur pillows are really hard to sleep on. That's, that's really it. Oh, man. Oh, Jesus. So but, I, Jordan, I'm glad you brought that up because that's honestly probably the best one I've ever heard yet. <laughs> do, you wanna, do we have anything more? <laughs> um, I don't know. Let's see. Um, uh, are we uh, going to wrap up this second? No, we can wrap up the segment. It's fine. Okay. I don't, I don't think we I was really trying did. to. Uh, Diane Reem was, try- was trying to get a... Uh, I couldn't get a word in it. Oh, fine. Just just wake her up. All right, fine. I'll wake her up. Wake Go. up, Diane. Send us yeah. a tweet. Jesus, no, woman, what, you gotta wait for me. Send us <laughs> a tweet. Stop. A tweet. No. A tweet. Stop it. <laughs> you put that on the soundboard, didn't you? Um. No, no. I, I, I have a... Yeah, it's a soundboard. <laughs> <laughs> There's no other way to go about it. No. Nope. Nope. Yeah. Uh, has the time arrived for us to finally get beyond Thunderdome? I'll go with that. Good. Do you want okay. some ba- Mad Max music? Uh, hit me. Okay. Well, I'll so, try to find some while uh, you man. talk. Um, I, I suppose uh, my, uh, my intention to talk about uh, all three of these movies was just kind of leading up to Beyond Thunderdome because, man, mm. wow, man. Um, I, I wouldn't say it's a bad film, but man, does it have problems. Oh, yeah. Like it, 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 This movie starts with a problem that is so endemically unique, I think, to this movie. I, I have spent months asking people if they can think of any other like uh, franchise of films that, that this happens in. And, um, well, what, what this is is that you know, no, it, it, the moment the movie begins, Mad Max is is literally driving a covered wagon pulled by camels 
and then he gets strafed and mugged by a tiny, uh, a tiny airplane driven by the gyro captain from the previous movie, and he has his own little adorable little sprog with him. So they like club Mel Gibson in the face with a, with an airplane, and then land the plane and then steal all his stuff and then fly away before before Max wakes up again. Dicks. And I'm like, wow, you know. I, I know he wasn't all that kind to the gyro captain in the first movie, but it still was—it still all worked out for the best. You know, he he married an '80s hair girl and became like the king by his own hand of a of a, uh, of a vast tribe in the northern country or whatever they, the narrator said at the end of that that movie. So I'm like, why is he why is he coming back with his son and just mugging people, including his buddy Max? That. That that bothered me for for the vast majority of the of the runtime, and it wasn't until pretty much the very end of the movie when they team up that I realized, oh, this isn't supposed to be that same character, but he's played by the same actor, an actor who has a very uh, you know like I, I'm I'm kind of bad with faces, but you know but this guy he's he's really lanky, he has enormous front teeth. He's unmistakable as the same guy from the previous movie. Mm-hmm. So, but he's supposed to be an entirely different character, a, a different character that also gets around in in light aircraft. And I'm like, th- can you guys think of any other series that, like, okay, yeah, um, Schwarzenegger was not supposed to be Conan in Red Sonia. He was a different character, even though most people just kind of assume he was supposed to be Conan. Because why wouldn't he, why wouldn't you? There's that. Uh, there's the in, the in some of the James Bond movies, you had um, uh, Jodan Baker as the racist hick sheriff, and then he came back later in the Timothy. That was in the Roger Moore era. Then he came back in the Dalton era as the villain of Living Daylights, right? And then he came back in uh, was it um, Pierce Brosnan era as a CIA agent? Okay, I didn't even remember that. Goldeneye. Oh, neat. Okay, well you got that. Yeah. And then the raid. The, the, the character who was Mad Dog, the main enforcer villain of the first movie, uh, he gets he gets killed in that movie, but then he comes back as a as a crazy uh, wushu homeless man in the Raid Two. Mm-hmm. But he he looks substantially different to the point that I didn't recognize it as the same character as the same actor. You know, interestingly, it's it's an interesting, uh, interesting point you bring up because mm-hmm. I don't know if most people are aware of this. I mean, I don't know, depending on how closely you followed Mad Max Fury Road when it got released. But Immortan Joe. As the same actor as the toe cutter. Yes, toe cutter. Yeah. That, that 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 was like thirty years ago, and he wears a mask, so it's it so it's not immediate that it's the same guy. Oh, I know. It's just it, I think it's interesting. Mm-hmm. The fact that he reuses the same actor for a completely different role under a different set of circumstances, but you know. Yeah, I'm talking, but but here we, we got we got two conse- oh, we got two consecutive uh, installments. They're like they're at least like four years apart, mm-hmm. and it's a actor who plays two incredibly similar characters who look exactly the same and get around in exactly the same manner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I, I've never heard of that, that in another movie. It, that just kind of blew my mind. Like, I... New York Man! Uh, just, there there are not that many actors in Australia, apparently, who have pilot's licenses. <laughs> uh, I can believe that. <laughs> anyway, so... So it's a desert. So so so, so 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 getting mugged by the not gyro captain forces Max to cut a deal with uh, Tina Turner, uh, a chainmail-clad Tina Turner, who is the mayor of 
uh, in all honesty, like pr probably the most bustling population center you're bound to ever you're bound to ever see in one of these Mad Max movies. Like they, they have electricity and everything, and the reason why they have electricity is thanks to pig shit. I'm not being glib. Nope. No, you see, the there is uh, there's this um, uh, dwarven uh, uh, elect uh, like electrical engineer known as the Master, uh, who, uh, who, 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 uh, um, uh, who has created a pig shit empire. That, that provides electricity and power to Barter Town, and he is and, and because he's backed up by his uh, by his muscle and also personal transportation device, the Blaster. Master Blaster. And they know his Master Blaster. Uh, let's get it together, and not to be confused with Blaster Master, the yeah. video game series with the high jumping tank chasing after a giant frog. Despite the fact that I think jumping tanks and giant frogs would actually fit in pretty well in the Mad Max universe, uh, so. So yeah, so giant tanks on top of giant. So frogs. so so while the master is uh, chilling out on like the shoulder-mounted platform of the blaster, who is this hulking juggernaut-looking dude, mm -hmm. um, he's making a power play of sorts to oust uh, Tina Turner, aka Anti Entity, because no one has regular names in this world. Yep. Uh, he's he's apparently planning a coup to replace her. So Anti Entity cuts a deal with Max that he will uh, he'll be instated as a uh, pig shit associate one in the organization where he will uh, arbitrarily pick a fight with the blaster and then defeat him in the gladiatorial arena known as the Thunderdome. And it's it, vitally important that uh, that no one knows of his connection to Tina Turner because the democratic people, you know, minded people of Bartertown will not trust her anymore as a as a worthy leader and ouster themselves. You, you, uh, you follow me so far? Yeah. I bring this up because right. when you, when we get to the Thunderdome. Which is like barely a third of the way into the movie, and the and this post-apocalyptic uh, gladiatorial arena is basically involves uh, bunging around on cords wielding wielding chainsaws. And yeah, it sounds perfectly Australian. That lasts a Australian whole. Australian gladiators, mate. I still I still wonder how why chainsaws why why are chainsaws considered. Good melee weapons because a they're not considered good melee weapons now, and b they consume uh, gasoline or guzzoline, which is very rare. How do you <laughs> right? know they weren't converted to runoff pig shit? I guess I don't I didn't think about that that closely. <laughs> but I anyway, don't, I don't. so so, way, so so of course Mad Max wins and knocks off uh, the blaster's helmet to reveal that they they found some poor poor kid with Down syndrome and put him in a giant rubbery muscle suit. For uh, for a cutaway to what the blaster looks like with his helmet off, and Mad Max is like, I can't, I, I can't kill him. It wouldn't be fair. That wasn't part of the deal. And I I personally wondered. I, I was con slightly convinced to go look up what Mel Gibson's actual opinion is on the execution of the mentally uh, challenged. And then I said to myself, I don't think I want to know that. Actually, never mind. So yeah, he, he makes this he, he screams at Auntie Entity in, in, in the in the bleachers saying this wasn't part of the deal, woman. Grr. And two things: one, uh, what wasn't part of the deal? Like I don't recall the deal ever ever exclaiming that no, he he totally isn't mentally disabled. No way. Was the deal he just had to beat him in the Thunderdome, or he that he had to kill, kill him? him? Oh, okay. And so that's. I don't see why that wasn't part of the deal. Yeah. And two, he reveals that he had cut a deal with Ani Entity, and so I guess her reign of terror is over, right? No, her, her men just uh, plant several spears into Blaster's gut, and then she somehow swings this into 
that Max is now a, a uh, the traitor to the realm because she broke the deal with her. And I, I, I spoke to my friend Brendan about this, and he said, like, no, it's, it's because deals are that important. That it's it's just just what any politician would do, right? Uh, that you, you know, just swing the issue into their favor, right? Uh, Mr. Trump, uh, how how uh, uh, what are your plans for the economy? And then Trump would say, Mexicans are rapists. Next question. Clearly, clearly, my friend Brendan is a bit more politically minded than I am. It's a good point. And, but. Yeah. So apparently, the 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 uh, the fine citizenry of Bartertown is cowed into submission by Ani Entity because Mad Max broke a deal with her, a deal which was explicitly formed to deceive the citizenry of Bartertown. I still don't get this this plot, really, is no, what, what I'm saying. No, it's, it's fucked beyond recognition. So, so yeah, Mad Max is, is, uh, is, his head's on the chopping block, but, uh, but, uh, but who, but who decides his sentence? Wheel of Fortune! Ugh. Where they have a, a wheel of various punishments that they spin to see see what happens to him, uh. and it's it's really amusing that there, there actually is a space for for he he just gets off scot free. There's a space for Ani's choice. There's a space for um, uh, I think it's forfeit possessions. Well, one thing that uh, Max doesn't have any possessions. That's why he was in this 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 mess to begin with. And two, I, I'd like to imagine the uh, the prop masters wanted so badly to put bankrupt on this thing, yeah. but they, they they weren't allowed. Bum, bum, ba, bum, so no, he gets gulag. Colin, what do you think a gulag is? Sean, what do you think a gulag is? It's a work camp, isn't it? Uh, it's um, it's a I think a group. Uh, it's like a gathering of people. I think it's, it's a Siberian, something. It's a Siberian work camp. Mm -hmm. Well, in Australia, it means exile. Okay. Huh. A That's gulag. A gulag, yeah. A gulag is a is a is a Siberian war camp. That's what I thought too. Yeah, it's it's basically it's basically like the Soviet Russians version of Auschwitz. Well, basically what they do is they they, they tie his hands, they put some goofy ass um, like paper mache giant mascot head on him, and splash him to a donkey, and then they, they slap the donkey's ass, and he goes into the desert. Like I guess he's on his way to Siberia. It's gonna be a long walk, but. A long walk, a swim, and another long walk. <laughs> no, it, it's it, it's basically just exile. And don't get me wrong, like I said, it, we're like a third of the way through this movie, and and we, we are we are in fact beyond Thunderdome at this point. Uh, but it just the, the jokes just write themselves with this movie. I'm sorry. So 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 yeah, Mad Max basically finds himself in an entirely different movie, uh, one that's basically uh, which I will refer to as the Blue Lagoonies. Because he winds up in this in this uh, pastoral uh, oasis where there are, uh, which is populated exclusively by 16-year-old children, who believe that Mad Max is the saintly Captain Walker, who was apparently a Air Force pilot, who uh, they're they're all like the children of of, uh, of of this military base, and a Captain Walker flew the you know flew them away to some sort of um, I guess during during the uh, you know when the bombs fell. But he crashed his plane and died, and all these children who survived assume that, that the saintly Captain Walker will come back one day and deliver them from evil. And so Mad Max, you know, after being you know, lavished as, the, as basically the, the prophet and the chosen one to, who, who, will, who will take care of these kids, he immediately pisses all over their religious beliefs and then punches a 16-year-old girl in the face. Usual Mel Gibson stuff. <laughs> um, 
So the so a large faction of the Blue Lagoonies uh, is is upset with this. So they basically just just ride off into the desert in search of the real Captain Walker, and and Max is all like, no, they'll they'll all die out there. Um, uh, and and the, he makes this big deal about like shaking down all the remaining children to f find out who has survival skills. Like, can you find water on the desert? Do you know how to uh, how to tell what direction we're going? And this is like it's like almost like a training montage, in which he which he sat his he saddles up with a posse of children to go find the other children, and then he crosses like two dunes and just finds the children all falling into like a sarlacc pit. And great. yeah, yeah, great. great. <laughs> nice. yet, yet another great plot, plot cul-de-sac to add on the pile. God damn it! So once once he's rescued all the children, they just decide to go to Barter Town for no for no adequately explained reason. Ostensibly, they're going to rescue the master because his knowledge will help them build a, a pig shit farmer themselves where, where they where they can grow wild and free I guess so they break into barter town and there and there, there is indeed a scene of a bunch of ecstatic children going down a slide so you understand why I, why I'm reminded of the goonies so often it, yeah. it, I, I I have expected Max to say it really is a shame kids that that, that uh, they already killed the you know hulking malformed good-natured giant so you guys would have loved him I'm sure. Master <laughs> love Max, and so they get so uh, there's a there's a pig shit battle. It's a, this is a PG thirteen movie by the way, and you, you and we're all we're all just conditioned to to adore uh, instances when when uh, previously R rated franchises give us a PG thirteen installment. Are, are are we not? Uh, don't remind me, please. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm told Army of Darkness is okay. Yeah, all right, that's it. I, I think that's the rare—that's the rare example out of the few. Anyway, so uh, what, what oh, I'm sorry, Dark Man Three. Uh, no, that's a lie. I'm kidding. I actually kind of like Dark Man Three. At least it wasn't a tired retread of, of, uh, of it like Dark Man Two was. But like, I'll—I'll I'll come back with my Dark Man retrospective another episode. Um, anyway, <laughs> Liam Mason uh, forever. So, so eventually, they're—they're all—they're—they're they're on a runaway train with uh, with Tina Turner's um, Dune Buggy army in pursuit. And I'm like, wow, it's we're, we're we're 20 minutes away from the end, and it's starting to look like a Mad Max movie, isn't it? Yay! And so um, they, they, he cuts a deal with uh, with not the gyro captain to uh, to actually fly all the children away in his dink tiny dinky ass plane. He fits all the children and and the master because I guess he doesn't weigh that much. And they and then he, then he flies all of them to 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 Sydney to start over again. And and Max is of course left behind, and he's he's, he's at the mercy of uh, Tina Turner and her and her uh, dragoon brigade. And Tina Turner just kind of laughs and walks away. It's like I, <laughs> I I'd kill you right now, but then that would that would that would uh, deprive us of Fury Road later. So I'm not gonna do that. Goodbye. Ugh. The end. Ugh. <laughs> you know what's funny? Your entire discussion about the master mm. and, and his pig shit farm. Mm. It, it reminds me of who I think the master might be. I might know the master's identity. Okay. He's Forrest Gump's kid. Okay, man. <laughs> yeah. Do you want me to explain why? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah that's why we're yeah. kind of pausing and looking like, inquisitively. Are you, are, you, are you gonna say something? Because <laughs> you're, you're leaving us. You're leaving us to dry here. Damn it. <laughs> All right. So. In the second Forrest Gump book, Gump and Company. Uh-huh. 
there is a segment where, I swear to God this is true, Little Forest builds a, <laughs> builds a engine. Like, and I'm talking like this huge, this huge energy providing engine that's fueled by pig shit. They're living I'm in sure, West Virginia. I'm sure the sci- scientifically there's some, uh, there's some evidence behind this concept. Uh, yeah, the idea is that they're using methane to create energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, not the pig shit. Well, so obviously Forrest does something stupid and blows the goddamn thing up and thus continues their adventure. Yay. Mm-hmm. Um, but as soon as you mentioned that, I was just like, I can imagine like Haley Joe Osmond goes back in time and acts in Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome as the master. Okay, I'll stop that. <laughs> anyway, help. I couldn't help it. If, if, I mean, if, if I can tie a neat little bow on my on my uh, my review, um, it, it saddens me that I'm watching this. I'm watching the the third Mad Max movie, and as a series that has been so influential in uh, with with so much action cinema in, mm-hmm. in, 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 uh, in the following decades, yeah. how many times I was reminded of other movies watching Beyond Thunderdome. Mm-hmm. Like I said, uh, Return of the Jedi, Blue Lagoon, The Goonies. Um, All of which, I think with, wait, The Blue Lagoon, wait, was it you? The Goonies? Go- uh, um, Goonies and Beyond Thunderdome came out the same year, 85. Uh, yeah. Uh, Sorry. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Um, so that, you know, it, it's, it's, it's far and away, you know, Return of the Jedi is appropriate. It, it's the third installment and it's far and away the weakest, in my opinion. All right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, well, I think it has stronger elements than say some of the other films, but yes, as an overall, yeah, it is probably the weaker, but, uh, I mean, that's, that's been, oh man, three episodes now mm-hmm. we've gotten our, we've gotten our Mad Max on. And I'm sure next episode I'll probably be talking all about the Mad Max video game that I also got recently. There but... you go. So Mad Max continues on. So if you got a Mad Max chub, remember to listen to the next episode. <laughs> well, I think I just found my episode title, Mad Max Chub. You. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, no. Um, uh, I really wish I, 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 that I was the one who actually picked the episode title sometimes. Most of the time I do go off of your recommendations, so... Yeah. If you find me a better one, I will take it. Yep. Anyway, so I think it's going to wrap it up. Uh, oh, also, um, so uh, if you like the new theme song, please be aware that Silent Old Mountains is actually playing in Frederick this weekend uh, at the Met. Also, if you do like the new uh, theme song, you can you know contact us on Facebook or... Or send us a tweet. Yeah, uh, that, you know th- that works too. At BGM Podcast, you, 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 you got to tell me when you're playing Diane Ream, dude. Oh no, no, gotta, no! It's do, it, it's it sneaks up on you. You can't do that to me. Okay. Oh. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Um, plugs. Let's do plugs. Yeah. Uh, well, if you're ever in the neighborhood of the internet, please always remember you can check out www.castwavestudios.com where we're always putting up new material, i.e. this episode and also the newest episode of, say, Murphy's Media Memories, the last, his newest episode, which was the top ten most addictive video game theme songs, just went live last night. Ooh. So that'll be up on the website this evening. Nice. Uh, also, you can send us a tweet. Did you... Did you, yeah, just did go you, ahead. Did you want, okay. just, just do it. Or send us a tweet. Thank Ugh. you, thank you, Diane Reem. I don't know mm. what it is, but just her voice 
sets off some nerve in the back of my brain. And just makes it's like nails on a chalkboard. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, it's the worst. <laughs> like, it was um, funny the first hello, nine Colin. times. Yeah, yeah, I, I kind of noticed that, that she she begins her sentence with a preposition. Is that like a? No, no, no. She had it. It, it was a, originally it, yeah, it was originally figured. grammatically correct uh, <laughs> sentence, but I uh, snipped it up just because no, the or really, I don't know, just the way she says it. It's or sentence. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. anyway, uh, All right. So also, you can send us a tweet at BGN Podcasts. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is the Castwave Studios Twitter. Uh, if you like something or if you hate something, hey, just give us the feedback. Yep, yep. Jordan, where can we find you on the World Wide Web? Well, of course, I have my YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com slash the synapse, T H E S Y N A P Z E. And I also, uh, I also have a Twitter page, of course, twitter.com uh, slash the synapse, T H E S Y N A P Z E. And all this talk about. Uh, the horrors of Twitter makes me realize that I probably haven't updated it in like six months or so, so maybe I should be getting on that. So, way to go, have willpower. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't have a smartphone. Yeah. You'd be yep, amazed that, at how limiting that actually is. Yep, that Twitter is more of a mobile background, I, mm-hmm. I will say. Which, Sean? Yeah, on the World Wide Web, um, I'll, obviously the Twitter, I'll plug that, um, at Sean L. Holmes, S-C-A-N-L-H-O-L-M-E-S, um, I'm actually going to be doing my own show pretty soon. Right now, it's in pre, pre-production. Mm-hmm. So if you have any ideas, if you're a big fan of Star Trek, that's what I'm gonna be doing there. So uh, I'm gonna be basically the show is gonna be about uh, me reviewing episode by episode from TOS, the original series, oh, all the wow. way to next gen. Well, uh, you'll have to let me know when you get to Dagger of the Mind, because I want to rip that episode a new asshole. I will let you know, Dagger you. of the Mind. I'll write it down right now. And then, uh, yeah, Break so go to, go to castawaystudios.com slash Amazon to where you can support the studio, and uh, there we go. All right. Well, until next time, I'm Colin Kakamis. And I'm Jordan Hazelwood. And I'm Sean Holmes. And you're boldly going noir. It's not an intro. What's it called? It's called an Yeah, true. Boldly Going Nowhere is a Castwave Studios production. For other shows and more, visit castwavestudios.com. Oh, that sounded great.